This is Ebony. And Julia. And this is, is the mic on. Welcome back. It's been a while, but we are here. And, yes, um, we are. We haven't forgotten about you guys. I've had a few people contact us wondering what's going on, but we took a little hiatus. You know, probably from my breathing right now that I'm about to pop any day. <laughs> and it's summertime, school's about to wrap up. So as an educator, Julia Julia has uh, been a little busy. Yeah, um, I can't wait. Take your kids back, please. <laughs> Take them back. Get rid of those badass kids. I should have Googled all the mean teachers have put out there because we can't wait for that last day of school. When I was younger, I don't remember, like, doing much the last few weeks of school. Oh, I'm not doing anything. My kids are cleaning this week. I absolutely said I have no lesson plan. The lesson plan is, (laughs) Malik, um, please pick those books up. You put those boxes in the book. Like, this is what I'm going to be doing. (laughs) Have them packing up your class. Yes, I will. (laughs) If you don't want that, don't send them. (laughs) Don't send them to school that week. Yeah, but today we also came with a special guest, um, Andre, who happens to be my brother, my little brother, my little big brother, as I call him, because he's, you know, hovering over me now. <laughs> How you doing? Hi, everybody. How y'all doing? We're just going to go through a few things that's recently happened. We want to send our condolences to Muhammad Ali. We lost a great one, the greatest, you know. In, in my opinion, in my opinion. But recently, this week, what's been on the news a lot is the toddler that was attacked by an alligator in Florida. Mm. Yeah. Gosh. Like, well, let's just say that in Orlando, period, there's been some serious shit going on. You have that pop star who was shot by one of her fans or something like right. that. Um, then there was Pulse Nightclub, the attack. Mm-hmm. Oh, mm-hmm. Send our condolences to the families. Right. Then I start some prayers. Most recently, the two-year-old, like, that was crazy. I can't even right. ima- imagine. It's a terrible way to go. Yeah. And uh, right, it's right. interesting because, like, over the past few weeks, two things happened to toddlers. You have the toddler who fell into the gorilla uh, cage right. at the zoo. And, of course, right. they shot the gorilla. I mean, thank God the safety of a child right. is important. And then you have have this toddler, but it was interesting to see how how the media portrayed the parents based on their on their race. Have you guys followed that? Yeah. Um, it really caught my attention not only when they talked about the kid getting dragged by the alligator, but then just how social media started pointing out things like, hey, you know, that's kind of true. Why is it being portrayed differently in the case before with the parents Uh where they were trying to attack the other parents? It's it's very interesting. That's when I really started looking into it. No, I personally try to stay away from the media because, you know, I I know certain things that they show us and tell us is is BS, you know, Mm -hmm. like none of us really know the real story unless we really is. So, I mean, but... In my eyes, I definitely see a difference in how they portray the parents. And I understand, like, you know, especially being a parent myself, you know, all it takes is a quick second to turn your head away from your child and something could happen. So, I mean, that's – but the way the media portrayed the the parent um, of that child, like, it was – 
you know, she was just neglecting the child and just made all types of different ways. Do you know the father wasn't even there and they pulled the up father, his criminal exactly. record? I was, That's yeah, I was what I was going to say that. I was going to say that. I was yeah, just like, was, okay. That was just so extra for no reason. Like, I could see if the father was actually there, but damn, like, the man is at home on the, you know, he's at home or whatever he was doing. And, you know, the media just made sure they made that an important fact of, you know, of something that was not even relevant, you know? So, yes. and then with the parent in um, Florida now, you know, you, you're not hearing none of that. You know, it's all condolences on the baby. You know, once again, condolences. You know, I can only imagine how, you know, that parent, the parents probably feel losing their child. But, I mean, godly, you know, but at the same time, you know, we can't run. We can't run from it. It's, it's in front of our face, like right there. You know, it still exists after so many years, and you know that's just that's just how it is. Nothing is going to change unless we try to do something about it. You know, as a people, as a people, I'm not even talking about blacks or, or you know whites. I'm talking about black and whites and Chinese and you know whatever. Yeah, but they don't acknowledge it. I mean, they're you not going to acknowledge it. They're not going to acknowledge it. You know what I mean? Uh, My thing is, what exactly did they say about the father of the gorilla? Like, what were the what, what did oh, the media man. actually push? How did they? They were saying they was bringing up his uh, criminal background, saying that he had charged he um was once charged for kidnapping and all types of craziness. Like, you know, whether that's true or not, but it has nothing to do with a child falling in. A gorilla's cage, you know, it had nothing at all, you know. Yeah, the police were and actually investigating the family. The, exactly, and they what were thinking like, about, what? you know, they were wondering if they should charge the mother or have of the what? mother even. Of what? Like that's like that's like one of that's like one of their childs. That's like one of their childs in the house walking around the living room. A newborn baby just learning how to walk. The father turn his head and then boom, the baby fall over, hit his head on the table. It's the same thing. In the zoo, it's like that. Like, I then took my child to the zoo plenty of times, and we're watching the lion. And, and anybody who goes to the zoo know how the habitat is set for, you know, certain animals. So Yeah, a lot of them aren't right. enclosed entirely. You exactly. Know? And so, and, entirely you know, now. If a child, if a child is pulling on a bar because he want to get a better view of the animal and accidentally pull itself too hard, or, you know, it's so many different scenarios that could have played out. I don't think that was right for, you know, the media to portray that mother like that. Well, anyone who has kids know that it only takes is one split second, especially if you have a runner. But the way I look at it from my perspective is that I feel like I ain't trying to throw my eyes sharpening card on the floor, but I have to for now. Um, that black men all together, whenever they're portrayed in the media, it's always a thorough search what was he doing what was he eating mm -hmm. what did he be with like did he ever have a criminal like it's all thoroughly like they yeah over, they do like they go to the top of researching every little thing but, and I mean, it's just it, it just can't be a regular black man with a kid and things happen no it can never just be things happen it has to be a motive behind it like yeah, right, and I just right. feel like this is something that yeah, and they don't get the benefit whether, of the doubt. Never get the benefit I mean, of the doubt. Whether you're watching a commercial, whether you're watching a movie, whether you're right. watching the news, it's just period. 
but black men I mean, are portrayed in a way look, where they either there's two ways I mean, they portray us, black men. Either you're um this 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 angry person or they effem they um effeminate. Like they they take the masculinity out of it. Like they it's either or. You mm. can't have like a regular black man in the middle where, you know, he's a strong man and he's doing the thing and he's taking care of his family. It's either or. It's opposite pulls when it comes to the media focusing on a black man. And that's just my view on it. It is is what it is, but what can we do about it? You know, speaking from uh, the view of a black, a young black man in America today, I'm going to keep it honest. We don't make it easy on ourselves. No, we don't. We don't make it no easy on ourselves because you know, unfortunately, you know, a lot of a lot of us out here following the wrong people. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Me personally, I try to carry myself differently. They they are threatened by a damn Cheerios commercial with a interracial couple. Oh, you're right. From last yeah. year, I remember that. So, mm-hmm. so so imagine how they look at us. Yeah. You know the av- the average everyday young black man in America, like how how you think they look at us? But you know what? But we we walk around like we got to put on a certain persona. Like when when you, the, the, unfortunately, I'm not even trying to talk down on it, but when a bunch of young black men get in one area in a confined area, you can feel the testosterone in the in the room, and it's yeah, almost yeah, like yeah. why. It's like why, like why, why everybody's so intense, and yeah. it don't make no sense because yeah, they got to put on like, a show. Yeah, a lot of us, a lot of us feel like you know that's the image that we got to uphold. Like everybody got to be the alpha male in the room. Mm-hmm. Everybody got to be the alpha male in the room, and it's like it don't even have to be like that. You know what I mean? And it's it's it's, it's ridiculous. That's why I don't I don't go out now. You know, and I'm young. I don't go out to certain places because it's like, why? It don't make sense to me. But you know, they threaten but they threaten by a trivials commercial, you know? <laughs> I remember that commercial and it was mm-hmm. adorable. You mm-hmm. know, I thought it was it adorable. Really too. Showed, yeah. yeah, it really showed the black the black man in a sensitive uh mm-hmm. kind of way type role. Right, right. You know, mm-hmm. like but actual, that's actual not what positive. They, <laughs> yes. It's exactly. not it's not what these it's not but, what they're used to. Nah, but you know, what can we do? Because the only way we, um, the only way a black man could be not intimidating is when you take the alpha out of it. Like you kind of exactly. like, <laughs> you know, they gotta exactly. be like that okay. friend. <laughs> so I feel but, like um, we went on a tangent. We went from yes, like we gorilla. <laughs> well, maybe because Father's Day is coming. It's coming. We just feel yeah. Like Father's Day is tomorrow. So that's probably Father's Day. Father's Day tomorrow. I still got to work. <laughs> well, <laughs> Mother's Day. Was, um, I worked on Mother's Day. Didn't you work on Mother's Day? Me? Mother's Day was a weekend, wasn't it? That's all good. You, yeah. you know what working is? We got cook. Mommy, I'm hungry. My this true. is Mother's Day. Let me enjoy That's it. True. I'm still on time. Word. Word. Y'all don't get that enough credit. True. Y'all don't get enough credit. I'm telling you, uh, I would admit that the, the life of a mother is real. Trust me. <laughs> I admit that. But, you know, it's all good, man. Happy Father's Day to y'all. Yeah. All, all the single mothers out there, too. Happy Father's Day to y'all, too. Aww. Andre, um, there's a special reason we have you on the show today, and 
our major discussion that we want to have is about being an athlete, a person who played sports his entire life. And at times we don't always uh, get to where we want to get to and uh, the repercussions of that. And I also want to discuss, you know, CTE, which is chronic traumatic encephalopathy, you know, the the head injuries that are going on with athletes. right now. So can you just give us a little background on you and your athletic experience? Well, um, I want to start off by saying that my sister Ebonique is the one that taught me how to play football and basketball. Hey, Ebo. He gets it from me. Seriously, seriously. And, And I mean, as far as playing sports, I mean, that started from, you know, Back in the day, as a younger, I was always playing. How, with how old were you? Um, since I, I say since I know like I could walk, like four. Oh, and, okay. Like four. And I was out in the streets, like, playing with, like, the older kids. I never played with kids my age. And mm-hmm. I think, you know, that's, I think that's what also helped me advance um, my skills as far as, like, sports as well, because I was playing with people that was better than me. But um, I took you know I took a real joint to um, football. Um, I played my first official like football game the eighth, the, yeah the eighth grade the eighth grade you know and um, then I played all through high school. Um, highly recruited out of high school for football. Ended up playing in college. Um, my first semester I went to Wesley College. Um, mm-hmm. And I'm, you know, just 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 to keep it real, I was a young, young and going in there with a big head, and you know, I flunked out my freshman year, and and Ebony will tell you how many uh, appeal letters she had to write for me, you know. <laughs> but you know, I honestly, you know, I eventually got it on track, and um, you know, I had a coach, um, shout out to Coach Franklin Weaver too. He never gave up on me, and he ended up sending me to a junior college in Kansas called Fort Scott. Mm-hmm. And um, there at Fort Scott, um, it was it was tough. It was tough because only 12 people out of the state of Kansas makes the team. So, you know, you know, coaches recruit players from everywhere, and it's just it was a lot. Of, it was a mental thing, you know. But I think that school right there helped shape. Me into the person I am today. So I mean, after after I left Fort Scott, I ended up transferring to Murray State University in Kentucky, and um, I played there for another two years, and um, ended up graduating from there. So when it comes to football, I know I'm not really I don't know the technicalities and all the terminology for football. Do you feel uh, that the college football? I know there's a lot of players that have been saying that they should get paid just like. Regular NFL? Do you believe right. in that concept too? Um, honestly, yes. Because as football players, um, we get taken for granted a lot. And because, you know, anytime a coach is ready, you know, a coach will call me out of my bed and I got to do an interview or I got to do, I got to take pictures or I got to go, you know, do some type of smart. It's a lot of stuff that we got to do and it's a lot of stuff that, you know, people don't know about. You know, like, for example, my, my jersey was sold in the bookstore. Mm. When you go to my, when you go to my school and, you know, people in the crowd all wearing number 22. 
But, you know, as a young kid coming from where I'm coming from, I'm not working. I don't have time to work. You know, granted, I'm, I am getting scholarship, but, you know, the school is making money off of my number. You know, and I'm not seeing none of that. And I'm, that's a, a schools all over the country. You know, it's a lot of stuff that, you know, college players go through that people just don't see. And it's, oh. it's not fair. Okay, so I piggyback off of what you just told me. So do you think it would be fair that um that what you just said, your your jersey was being sold in the bookstore and mm-hmm. they're making money off of you, that we all know not everyone who plays college football is gonna make it to the NFL. So if they right. were to get paid, that would be an incentive, like, well, you didn't make it to the NFL, but at least you made money right. while you was in school, while you was in college. Right. When you think that would be fair, right? I feel like that. From what you just told me, I that, thought that would be fair. That would be fair? <laughs> if, it, if it would be? Yeah. Yeah, that definitely would be fair. I, I believe so. That definitely would be fair. You know, um, like you said, everybody don't make it to the NFL. And, you know, for a little insight for people who don't know, like, football players, we don't get the same type of, we don't get the same type of time that the average student has. You know, by, no, a, by a student junior year they doing an internship for you know whatever you know while we in camp we in camp you know we don't have time for that yeah it's so, not the usual college experience right it's not the usual I, mean, college experience. I remember when i was in school there was hardly any football players in my classes yeah they came and they left they left you'll see them for a couple left. a lot yeah, of, a lot of for like the first 10 minutes of class yeah. and then you see them it's going. rough yeah Especially if we have an away game, we're leaving like at least three, four days in advance. And, yeah. you know, that's, that's hard. We all carrying laptops. We keeping up with our homeworks on the bus. It's, it, it, you know, it, it's a lot. It's a lot. You know, the average student get an internship. We get, we in camp. So it's like, I think that's why, well, I know that's why a lot of college, you know, football players, they try to put everything Everything into football because they got to make this work some type of way. Yeah. Mm -hmm. No, because, you know, I know for a fact, you know, if that don't work, coming out of school and finding a job and building a resume and all of that stuff, we behind the ball. We behind the ball. It's not fair. So did you feel that way? Did you, what you just described right now, did you feel that way that you were behind the ball once you realized that you weren't good? Yeah, definitely felt that way, you know. Um, you know, and honestly, even after, you know, college football, you know, I still waited for a while. I still waited for a while that, you know, some uh, opportunity would present itself, but it never did, you know. So I definitely, I definitely felt that way. So how do you cope with that? I mean, putting your eggs in one basket and then it, not working out, you know, like um, what ways do you try to, to, to cope with something like that? Personally, so satisfied with what I accomplished with football, you know, um, okay. you know, I, you know, football pays for school, mm-hmm. uh, you know, football made me travel all over. I stayed in, you know, some places that I, I thought I'd never stay in before, you know, so mm-hmm. I was personally, I was personally, um, you know, good with what I accomplished. And, uh, you know, eventually, you know, I got film and stuff that will last forever. So I don't have to talk anymore. 
Do you believe that, um, do you think the coach, as much as they're, you know, motivating their team to, you know, try to win the games and, you know, hopefully get recruited to NFL, do you think they also prepare the team for like, okay, if you don't make it, you know, start looking for something else? Or they just focus on winning the game? Um, personally, for me, no, I don't think the coaches prepared us at all. Um, you know, I could remember my, um, I could remember my senior, my senior day, um, my, yeah, my pro day, my pro day for, um, we trying out for different NFL teams that come and watch us work out. He was only focusing on one guy. You know, which was my boy Don Trail, and you know he really didn't pay us no attention. Like you know, our last meeting with him was, you know, he said, "Are you coming back for another year? Are you declaring?" And I said, "I'm declaring," and that was it. You know, there was nothing else to it. But he paid more attention to certain other things. But it's all good. Uh, that seems to be the case with a lot of coaches. It seems like they mm-hmm. hone in on one player. And they focus on while the mm-hmm. other ones are still like hungry and they're they're like hustling and right. really trying to improve their skills and stuff, but mm-hmm. they're neglected. You know, I mean, you even see it in like professional basketball and professional football and all these other sports where it's like right. one person on the team who is the focus and everyone else is almost right. like there to support that one person's career. Yeah, you know, like you saw it with. I'm sorry, but Kobe Bryant, who, yep. in my opinion, messed up the Lakers because I mean, of that. <laughs> and, I um, mean, you see, you see it right now with the Cavaliers and LeBron. And yeah, then LeBron, man. my sister was just talking about that. She was like, right. "Yeah, I swear they're all baby in LeBron." Like, oh, you can't yeah, do no I mean, wrong. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I wouldn't say his baby, but you know, his presence just overshadows everybody. You overshadows know I mean? everyone. Yeah. You're right. It's sometimes when LeBron only scored like 15 points, but J.R. Smith will put up like 31. And they, mm-hmm. they somehow find a way to incorporate LeBron's name in it. Well, I mean, I mean, it's LeBron. I mean, I guess. <laughs> <laughs> I guess. I mean, it's all good. I, I, I'm a LeBron fan. I hope LeBron will. I really want LeBron to win one. But I mean, at the same time, he do overshadow everybody else, you know, LeBron ain't doing it all by himself. Yeah, like I tell my boys, like, one player does not make a team, you know? Right. Like, I don't want them playing basketball for any team that focuses on one player who Mm -hmm. doesn't want to pass the ball and doesn't want to shoot the spotlight or anything like that, because to me, that's not a real player. Why play on the team if you don't have that team mentality? So, you know, that's how I feel. But, um, I know one thing, another thing that's going on when it comes to athletes and sports is the CTE, the chronic traumatic encephalopathy. Just to tell you a little bit about it, it's um, it's just brain degeneration that's caused by like repetitive head traumas, right. like concussions and right. stuff like that. I mean, right. at first it came out with. It's football players, you know, who are committing suicide, like, due to their repetitive head traumas. But now you see it in soccer, ice hockey, boxing, wrestling. Mm -hmm. I mean, it's just across the board, you know. And um, 
some of the symptoms that you'll see is like difficulty thinking, mm-hmm. um, impulsive right. behavior, depression, neurological right. problems, like emotional instability, some irritability right. and aggression, you know, mm-hmm. and there's no treatment for it really, right. you know, right. like you can get an MRI and they can diagnose it. But right. after that, what do you do? You know? Right. So, um, like, I wanted to get your opinion on that. And right. um, with all the injuries, I mean, we just spoke about how coaches and these teams right. focus on one player where right. the other players are being injured also. And they don't yeah. have the luxury of going right. to, into the NFL or, mm-hmm. or you know, getting the same medical attention or... Right. Or whatever. So, just wanted uh, to see where you, how do you, how you feel um, about this? Honestly, to play, I want to start off just, you know, to play football, you have to be some type of insane period, because all you do, don't matter what position it is, all you do is just running into each other. So, like, it's gladiators. You're right. It mm-hmm. don't take a, a, a normal person if you don't have some type of anger. Or some type of, you know, fighting, you can't play football. You know, I'm just, it don't matter what position it is. And, you know, I played one of the most contact positions in football, and and I was linebacker in college. And Mm -hmm. every play, I'm hitting something. I'm I'm hitting something on somebody, you know. So, you know, and football is definitely a, a proper way to tackle, but... You know, majority of the time, you don't have that type of, you know, you don't have that type of time to, you know, do everything textbook. So you got to take the person out, take the person out and take them down, especially if you play defense. Um, some positions play, some positions are, you know, you get more contact than others, but um, I don't know. As as far as football-wise, man, um it's, it's not. It's not safe, you know. It's okay, so if you think it's not safe, and right. so you would say it's, it's, it's pretty much a dangerous sport. You like you have to have a lot of heart to I'm, go I'm into a, football. I'm gonna I'm put so it like what this. Age, I'm gonna put, huh? I was gonna say, what age do you think kids should be getting into football? Because I don't. Um, if you're saying it's dangerous, like I have two boys, should right. I be okay with my son at the age of maybe like ten or eleven? Tells me, mommy, I want to play football. Or should I be like, oh, I don't think I want you to do that. You know, maybe wait later. Like, what do you say all right. to parents my, my who have question, young all right. kids? All right, my question is, do your kids watch football a lot now? No. <laughs> Not at all. My that, kids don't watch that would, football. Right. That would be, that would be an issue. Because they will be coming in, and they'll come in, in that environment just learning. So they're going to okay. take a lot of hits wrong. They're gonna do a lot of things wrong. Me growing up, I always had a, I always had a favorite player, so I always try to imitate that player. So I used to watch football all the time, you know. So I kind of when I when I first started playing football, I, 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 you know, I came in there with an understanding, like I understood a little bit more than I was supposed to. But if your kids don't even watch football and they talk about they want to go into football. I wouldn't, I mean, me personally, I'll let them try it out for themselves and see how they like it because I didn't see a lot of, a lot of kids walk too. So, 
No. So you you don't think there should be an age limit as to when a child should start playing yes, football? Yes, I, I do. I do. I do. Okay, so um, what age limit would you say? I would give, I would say, because, I mean, depending, at the same time, it depends on the kid, but I would say a good age limit is like around 9 to 10. That would be okay. good, safe age limit, you know. Yeah, and they can always start off with like uh, right. flag right. football or something right, right, like that right. to give them a foundation. Right. You know. But if like, we're talking about CTE and we're talking about the damage it causes on brain damage, you know, as a parent, but, you start thinking like, I, do I even want my kids to get in something? Oh, like of that? course. Yeah, I've already you know told what? my kids they're not going to. So an- an- they, another, you know. another, another fact that a lot of people don't know about. A lot of those players with CTE though. They mm-hmm. also played with the um, older style helmets. Oh, you're oh, right. Okay. okay. You're right. And to and um, football today, they they done revolution. Actually, the helmets are called revolution. They are they done revolutionized the helmets to where like they they cover all of that stuff honestly. And I say, you know, I had one of them in um, my my senior year, and it definitely made a difference compared no, to my last the helmet. Right. Yeah. Right. Okay. Well, so I know, have, um, oh. so I, know I mean, I don't know if we've ever discussed this or anything, but have you have, is that a concern of yours considering that you've been playing football for so many years, like, yeah. and you've gotten some hits. So uh, are you concerned at all at the possibility of having CTE? I honestly I never really I never really thought about it. Um I I honestly think I probably have some a little bit of damage now because you know sometimes you know sometimes it takes me a little bit longer to you know um with my thoughts and you know it's, it's like little things like that but I'm not as sharp as I used to. I'm thinking it's because I maybe been out of school for a while or something but but you're still young. You're only seven yeah, years old. Right, right. But yeah. at the same time, at the same time, you know, the type of player that I was, you know, I I, I went hard every play. You know what I mean? Yeah, so I was always physical. so right. So you know, there's not players. Every player is not like that. You know, some players like they avoid stuff if they could. You know, I was the type to you know I need that contact. I want to get that contact. So I was always I mean, hitting you something. played when you were injured, like just with, I, I forgot if it was your arm or something. I remember you had some injury and you were still out there playing. So like, yeah. I, there is a possibility. Right, right. What is the I percentage mean, of people who do get ST on CTE? Like, what is the percentage? I'm not sure. Um, like, I'm not sure. It, and it's it's hard. A, I think it's hard to determine that because most of the people who have it, they found out? out. They find mm-hmm. out through autopsy after death. Right, autopsy. Right. Yes. But, and, and, but they're you know. signs, though. They're signs. Like I know That's one just, of the major signs that, like I, I read one. I can't remember the player, but I know the spouse of that player said that um, she knew something was wrong with her husband because yeah. it was like this. He was always angry, and then when he got angry, he took it to like. A hundred. It was just like unexplainable. Yeah. Like it was almost like he blacked out. And then when you t- when you tell him like, well, this is what you did when you was angry, he look at you like, what are you talking about? Right, yeah. right. So, which almost right. made me think about the whole um, rice situation with his right. um, what, wife. 
Yeah, Ray Rice, which made me because it kind of remind me of the article that I read. Yeah. I, 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 I got I it. I got that it. Article. I got And I got a whole way, opinion on that. I, I don't know. I'm just I'm just I'm just throwing uh, things out I, there. I, I got you. I, <laughs> I gotta find I got that you. article. But once I remember the article, it kind of remind me of the Ray Rice situation only because I remember oh. that the 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 wife of the guy that he, he actually committed suicide. Um, right. she just talked about previous and then later on they did they determined through autopsy that he had that cte that she would just say that when he would get angry he would take it to 100 and then later on when they would discuss it he would like not remember all that not to say right. nice to remember all that but the way he just went full force it's like it's almost like he was a different person like i, don't know. I think that's just my i think with that i think with that ray rice situation i i just think that was just uh that was their norm. That's what I think. I think I no. Nah, I think that was. I, I think that was just liquor and and you know just. I think liquor just carried that whole situation honestly because, uh, you know, I. Next question. No excuse. <laughs> <laughs> you ain't getting that. No, 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 for that split second, you forget that's a female, and like your first react, like my, I know my first reaction is like, I, I jump, <laughs> you know. And no, like that was, no matter what you. Say. I mean, no, 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 no. I mean, I'm just keeping up. Look, I'm, I'm just keeping it one hundred. I'm just keeping one hundred. Like my no, first okay, reaction we can is keep like this one hundred, but it may be some editing. Yeah, I mean that's all good. I mean, I that's all good. Because I've heard that argument before. Because I look at it this way: I always tell people I have two sons, so I'm looking at it from a woman's perspective, and I'm looking at it from my son's perspective. As a woman, you shouldn't hit a woman. But as a man, but as a woman too, and I have sons, I don't want you knocking out my kids, and I don't want my nah, kids to hit you. So don't put all. the situation nah. that yeah, so don't yeah, put yeah. that don't put my son in a situation. Where right. he might have to defend himself. So right, right. I mean, so I, I I see it from both point of view. I see it as a mother. I, you know, I'm a woman, and I also see it as a mother of two sons. Like I don't right. want that situation to ever occur. So I can understand where you're coming from. You're not saying that you would do that and it's okay, but I can understand where sometimes women do use the whole thing like I'm a woman, I could do whatever, yeah, and that's yeah. not true. You're still human before you're a woman. So I just understand. I understand your I, I, argument. <laughs> I just I just told them that I get my sisters to beat you up. Those days are over. I'm too old for that. <laughs> Not for Chantel. You mean Chantel? Chantel the dog. <laughs> Chantel the dog with it. I will get my little sister to beat you up, shorty. You know. That's right. Chantel does know how to box, man. Yeah, Chantel box. She hit me one time. I almost bucked at her. She hit hard. It's mm-hmm. all good, though. Yeah. So let's move on to um yeah CT. I yeah, mean, but um, I think it's definitely something you should be concerned with. Yeah. And I know they focus on NFL players, but, like, I mean, these kids, they start young, and yeah. it's years and years and years of it. Yeah. So they're just as, as vulnerable and susceptible yeah. as, as 
professional players, you know? You know what? The the honesty, it's not even about the CTE that, you know, a lot of us athletes are worried about. A lot of us athletes are worried about if we don't make it because some, sometimes this is all some of us know, like, literally. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. All you put your eggs in one basket, like, and you know? I'm, like, can you imagine, like, you, like, doing the same thing over and over since you were six, basically. And then you it know? ends abruptly. And then it ends. That's it. Like, you don't hear your name called on the screen. You don't, you're not getting no phone calls no more. You mm-hmm. know what I mean? The girls that was around before, they not. You know, your friends that was around before, you don't hear from so what do you think is the solution for that? What do you think people should there be is no doing to prepare their kids? I believe I believe pushing that education to them and, and giving them the real. That everybody makes it. You know what I mean? It, it, you know, regardless, there's a lot of good players out here in the streets that didn't make it to the to leave, but it's politics. It's politics. You know, I, I'm going to keep it real. It's politics. A lot and there's of only places, so many space spots, too. Like... A lot of those players, like that's at bigger name schools, they get the first, they get the first picks, like they get the first hand and everything. And some of them may not be as good as the guy that came from, you know, Alabama State or whatever, you know, Bowie State or whatever. But it's politics because he came from Ohio State. They gonna they gonna go in. That's true. It is what it is. And I don't know, but there's these, there are some parents who think that their child is going to be the next, you know, so-and-so, and you can't tell them nothing different. Right. And they push but, that child. And not only do they push the child, but they are not realistic with their right. child. Because, like, sure. the entire family is looking at that child to bring everyone up, you know? Right. So, but, okay. I think there's a lot of that. Now, but I mean, the thing but, about it... Before, I mean, but honestly, okay. honestly, as a parent, that's how you're supposed to think about your child. That's what I was about anything. to say. You have to do it that way because the only way yeah, you will make it is to really just focus that. on that one thing. I think, but you should also focus on, like, your ed- their education. Say, right. you know, keep it real with them and tell them, like, look, this is also a means to an end. You don't have to make it to the NFL to still do what you have to do. Right. You know, like, if you make it, that's great. But let's talk about what happens if you don't make it. I think as parents, that's your job to be realistic with your kids, too. You know, it's not a dream killer. It's it's just giving him perspective, you know? Right, okay, right, let me play right. the devil advocate. Because when I watch my little shows on TV and I'm looking at people like Beyonce or I'm looking at people like LeBron or Kobe Bryant – they sit and they're telling me that all they did was eat, breathe, and sleep this. And that's how they made it. You you understand what I'm right. trying to say? So it's I like, mean, to be a master at anything, you have to you put have in to at least 10,000 exactly. hours. So everybody goes in there thinking mm-hmm. they're going to master the craft. And to master the craft, like your brother said when he was giving us his story, was mm-hmm. this was his world. This was his everything. Like, you know, yeah. like he put when he went in the field, he gave it 120%. Even more than that, yeah. because this right. is it. This is what he needs to do. This is how he's doing it. So yeah. to even give a little space for something for option B, it's almost like you can't have an option B because there's no room for an option B. Right. So like, right. where would you carve in your option B? And and that and 
That's what I. That's like, a problem. Never, that's a. That's fine. I never that, understood that. that space it's like it's really it's hard like, because where are you going to carve this path? Option B. The the thing the thing I never understood. We go to school like I majored in criminal justice, but it was never a time where I was like offered like you know an internship at a juvenile service or. You know, I was like, I was like, why am I studying this? Like, my 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 major should be football. You know what I mean? Because that's what I'm doing twenty four seven. Like, I'm mm-hmm. not doing, I'm not doing nothing in my major. My major should be football. Honestly, you know, like, I'm 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 majoring in criminal justice. Like, what are these? What are these? Like, I'm taking these classes for what? Honestly, that's how I looked at things. For what? When I spend. 80, like 87% of my time at the football stadium. You feel me? And that's waking up for 5 a.m. workouts. That's going to class, coming back for afternoon workouts. Then we have practice. And, you know, it's like, why am I studying? Why am I studying this when I should, when I'm pursuing this? It didn't make sense to me. There's no space. There's no option B. There's none. Yeah, there's no right. option. That's what I was trying to say. Like, where do you do that? You can't. It's either or. It's either one or the other. When you're an athlete, it's either one or the other. Either you're going to end. It's like, it's either you go full in or you just don't come at all. You feel me? It's, it's no uh-huh. in between. No. I mean, it's, it's, it's really a sad thing that, you know, they don't have more support for former athletes. I mean, I, I don't even think it's something that people think about, you know, like you, what happened you, know, you, you know what the um you know what the vibe was like? They'd be like, if we miss camp or anything, you know, when when students when regular students are doing internships and stuff at whatever they trying to do mm-hmm. during summer, if we to miss camp, we losing our our position where we at on the team. So if I'm a starter and I I say I'm doing an internship and I'm I don't come to camp, by the time I I am a, able to make it back, I'm probably like third string. So it's like <laughs> it's a it's a lose sacrifice. Yeah, it's a yeah, lose. it's a lose situation. You know what I mean? So if I want to maintain my starting position, I got to be at everything. You know, I got to be there. You know, I got to be at weightlifting. I got to be at weight training and everything. Oh, it's not fair. It's not. No, it isn't. It isn't fair. At all. It isn't. But you know what? There's a lot of money that that comes in that goes into schools because of their sports and athletic program. They need yep. to make more of an effort to uh, for uh, these students. They uh, really do. Uh, they really do, especially at the end where they realize that it's not going to happen. I mean, right. you know, like you don't have to be a sophomore to do an internship or mm-hmm. or to get a job or whatever. They need they can provide like job placement. Job mm-hmm. placement uh help students with job placements their senior year, you know, like after their football dreams and hopes or whatever is gone. Well, yeah. that's why I'm gonna advocate now that I know the full story of the life of a football player that maybe they do need to pay them while they're in college. So you may not make it to the NFL, but at least you're getting paid for for bringing in the money to the school because you're bringing in, you're advertising the school, you're doing all these things, so you might as well get paid for it. Yeah, and, you know, believe it or not, like, um, you know, people don't know that college football is a big market. Yeah, it's a big market. 
We you should know. know. We went to Rutgers. As, That's all they talked about. Right. As far as like Even boosters, when they're losing, they're still bringing money in. Yeah. As far as boosters and everything, man. Mm-hmm. Listen, I don't, you know, I don't want to say too much over radio, but... <laughs> no, boosters? say much because we need to learn. <laughs> Don't hate it. <laughs> I'm just saying, like, there was, you know, there's a couple of times when I'm not able to make it home for holidays and I'm at school. Listen, I'm getting a random phone call from a number I don't even know. You know, this is such and such, you know, we want you to come over to, you know, come have a meal with us for this holiday, you know, come over. I come over, I'm eating with the whole family. Like, the whole family, we had a dinner table, just whatever I want, I'm eating. Wow. And then when I'm leaving, then when I'm leaving out the house, you know, I'm leaving with $300 in my pocket. Mm-hmm. Just because of the player that I was, I am on, you know, the field. Not every player got that type of treatment. But that's the type of stuff that goes down behind the scenes that people don't know about. The boosters, trust me. But... You know, it's it's more than that. You got to remember, a lot of these kids coming from low poverty areas, and the only mm-hmm. way they made it out was because of football. Like, their parents and their family are still back home in the slums. You know, they're yeah. still back home. Even though they may have made it out for that quick minute or however long it lasts, mm-hmm. their, pain, their parents are still back home struggling. So why not yeah. pay that kid? You know, granted, you do get paid off a scholarship. If you're a full scholarship student, you do get a check, like your junior and your senior year. Your freshman year, you're on campus. Your freshman and sophomore year, you got to stay on campus, so you don't get no check. But your junior and senior year, when you move off campus, you get a check back, a refund check every month. But at the same time, the colleges are still taking the kid's number, taking the kid's jersey, all of that stuff, and making money off of that. Why isn't he not getting a cut off of that? You know is what I mean? Your name the, on the back of the jersey with your number, yeah. or um, your name? Some, and your, is your name? Sometimes, sometimes it don't have to be all the time though. If there's only one number eight on the field, who they going Who they? Who are they? Uh, what jersey is that? If there's only one number eight, everybody know who that is. If that's if that man is a big player, look at Jameis Winston. When he was at Florida State, you think nobody know who number five was? Uh, it don't have to have his name on the back. It just says Florida State, number five jersey, sold in the bookstore. It's going to sell thousands. Everybody wearing it. But is he getting money off of that? I don't know. I, I never got money off of it. Yeah. But, I mean, sometimes the scholarship checks, the refund checks that they're getting back is not enough because once the student, once that athlete break down that scholarship check, he got to pay rent. Because he's not living on campus no more, so he's probably living somewhere where he got pay rent. So you break that down, he got to buy groceries, all that. It ain't nothing to help his his family back home. Sometimes yeah. that's that's what we doing it for is our family back home. I don't know. I see I see things differently. Now maybe I'm wrong, but I ain't saying that I'm right. But I don't know. I've been there. I've seen it at all types of different levels. And yeah. It's just so as an athlete. How are you giving back to the community and teaching other kids about, you know, when they get to college and their goals and trying to become a, you know, the star athlete? What do you say? What do you say to these young kids coming up? If that's what they're going to do, man, do it. Um, do it fully. You know what I mean? Um, you know, make that their life. Because when I was doing it, you know, 
I was good enough to where I would, you know, on weekends, like, I would drink, you know what I mean? Because I know, like, you know, I know my body. So, but at the same time, I don't feel like I put my body to its full potential. And, you know, I think that probably could have made a difference in certain things. But, you know, I, I, I told them, I told them, you know, if they're going to do it, they got to make that their life. Honestly, they got to go and hunt it. They got to go and hunt it if that's what they're going to do. You know, that's, that's what I tell them, honestly. And if they, if they do go 100 and don't make it, then what? Then they got to be, you know, just be satisfied to what they accomplished in it. You know what I mean? Just be, a sat- just be satisfied with what you accomplished. That's that's the most part. Like, every time I stepped on the field, it was, I just, you know, I was just somebody else. You know what I mean? I think that's what made it easier for me. I enjoyed every moment, you know. So it's every like going on the stage but- and performing. Yeah, basically. It's like going on the stage and performing. I know everybody in the crowd is not there for me, but mm-hmm. I, I pretend like that's that's my time to where I could get away from whatever I'm going through in life. If I'm angry, I could take it out on the man in the opposite jersey. You know what I mean? Like, this is my time. Like, I could do whatever I want out here, you know? And I think that's what made me go so hard as well because I just channeled everything I had onto that field, and I do left nothing behind, nothing behind, you know, it's just, you know, it's just about at the end of the day, just, just be satisfied, you know, it's just everybody in the NFL is not happy, you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Everybody, you know, that lifestyle maybe just not for you, like it, it probably wasn't for you, you know what I mean? So, I mean, that's just how I took it. So I just, you know, just be, just be taking every moment, taking every moment. Don't leave nothing behind, man, and you'll be fine. Honestly, I got tapes for days. My my videos on YouTube. I don't have to talk no more. You know what I mean? I don't have to talk. People could look me up, and you know my 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 stuff speaks for itself. So I'm happy for that. So you are advocating just being gracious, but mm-hmm. I mean, how do you move on though? I mean, once you could once you could accept that you know it's over, and you you just, just got to come to reality with acceptance. That's it. Once you once you say, you know what, I'm good. Once you can say that, then it's easy to move on. You know? Do you have people that you used to play with in college that they still haven't accepted that it's over? They moved on, or they um, still. Yeah, yeah, I got a lot of people, you know, and at the same time, I got, I got a lot of friends that, you know, can't accept it, you know, they still doing stuff like flag football, you know, I even do semi-pro, you know, and, you Mm -hmm. know, you know, that's just to keep my blood flowing and, you know, my love for the game, but, you know, at the same time, I got a lot of friends that did make it, you know, my, one of my closest friends is Levante David, and he's my son, one of my son's godfather. You know, I got a lot of good friends that got well good names in the league. Joe Hayden, Jason Pierre Paul. You know, I got a lot of friends. So at the same oh, time, I like enjoy. He is Sakase. Huh? <laughs> Jason Pierre Paul. <laughs> Jason Pierre Paul. Yeah. Yeah, he Haitian. Yeah. 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 <laughs> you know but, your people. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know that sounds like a little sac passe right there. Yeah, sac passe, mamule. <laughs> <laughs> oh. 
Hey. <laughs> hey, yeah. Nah, but you know, I got, I got, I like sitting back in, you know, on on Sundays and watching them play too, man. And, you know, mm-hmm. that that gives me a good feeling. I'm good with that, so you know, I don't really think too much about it. Well, that's uh, good. It sounds like you've really uh, processed everything and changed yeah, the terms. Definitely. Yeah, that's good. Uh, it's not too hard, man. I get season tickets every year. I'm good. Oh, Lord. <laughs> I'm good. Well, I enjoy your story because I really didn't know anything about football. So you really taught me a lot. So I appreciate it. I really enjoyed it. Appreciate it. Well, thank you for joining us and uh, being our guest no host. No problem. Anytime. You anytime. know, and sharing you your story you. with us. We'll remember no you at any time. Definitely. Anytime. Whatever. Mm-hmm. Whatever y'all want to talk about. But tell us where the people can find you. You know. Um, I mean, Facebook, Andre Clark, senior, just type Andre Clark with the E at the end, SR. Um, Instagram, Dre the Don 22. Um, Skype, I think my Skype, not my Skype, but, uh, Skype. Uh-huh. I'm like, you want them. I said, not my Skype, but, uh, my, uh, Snapchat. On, I don't really be on, podcast. I don't really be on there. Yeah, I don't really be on there, but my Snapchat, I think it's Dre Dunn 2 or 22, one of them. It's one of them. I don't really be on it, but yeah, that's about I'm it. like, that's a little personal Skype. No, no, nah, I ain't going to be on Skype. the full face. No, 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 not at all. They don't want to see my ugly face. <laughs> well, thank you for joining us, Andre. And Julia, <laughs> Julia, do you want to tell the people where they can find us? Oh, of course. You can find us on our Facebook um, page. Is the Mic On Podcast. You can also follow us on Twitter, and you can also find us on Instagram on Is the Mic On Podcast, right? Yeah. Word. (laughs) Yeah. So, hopefully everybody enjoyed our guest, and um, stay tuned for more. Yeah, big up on us. Big up, big up, big up. Definitely. Yeah, he's he's right. typical Jamaican. Always got to big up something. Yeah, yeah. Bye, you got to big up. Got to big up the single mother. Got to big up. We got to do a blowout. Word, word, word. But thank you for having me, though. Um, anytime. Bam, bam, hey, yo.